hi guys it's me fatima back to your speakers and your ears um welcome to the never fully understood podcast so i just want to apologize before we get into today's episode so the audio is not as crisp as i would want it to be because um halima is all the way in australia and yeah the network was being funny anyway i am very very sure you guys would be able to make out what she was saying and i know this episode is something you guys are going to enjoy this episode is dedicated to all our elder sisters we see everything that you guys do for us we see it and we love you guys so much so here's a little bit about halima Halima comes from a diplomatic family and she has called six countries. Halima has an MBA and she's also a journalist. Um, she has worked with UNICEF in Japan, World Magazine and more. Um, she's also employed currently now in Australia. Halima is a sister to seven siblings. Yes, you heard that right. So I think if anyone gets being a firstborn daughter, it's definitely her. Also, she recently got married and is a wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Halima um, is also a published author, by the way, you guys. And you guys need to get a copy of her ebook. I'm going to put this in the um, notes of this episode. You guys should please support her and get a copy of Margency, a collection of unsaid truths. Also, if you'd like to connect with her, I'll put her Instagram handle in the um notes for this episode you can find her on instagram her handle is unsaid truths if you didn't get that i would write it down for you guys so that i'll just put the link so you guys can click on it you know and yeah you guys can connect <sighs> enjoy this episode <laughs> so hi halima i hope you're doing good today um it's so good to have you here how has life been <laughs> life has been good um a few amazing updates and then um what's it called just adjusting to those um last time we the first and last time we met um (laughs) was on chai and i was telling you about my kaaba prayer well Mm -hmm. alhamdulillah it has been answered and i've been married for Oh my gosh! Did you got married? I did. Oh, mashallah, alhamdulillah. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, wow. Exactly. Exactly. Alhamdulillah. So, yeah. so I was just gonna say that that Kaaba prayer really worked. <laughs> goals, 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 goals. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so can you just introduce yourself to our um, listeners and give us, you know, a history? like your history like what it was like growing up for you um okay so my name is halima um i don't like including my family name in the matter just because it's i often focus on my personal story it's not the story of my family it's just a halima story um so yeah i am the oldest of eight um so i grew up in a family that traveled a lot um because of my dad's job so we traveled all around the world um, and basically we were uh, both the nuclear and extended family for each other and so we are a very close family um what else what else i am a writer um i yeah i work with a government agency right now in australia but um other than that my my real passion, my real talent is in writing, and um, you know, 
having meaningful conversations is like my favorite thing to do so i hope this conversation <laughs> is very very meaningful and impactful <laughs> um okay you know like our topic you know we're just speaking about how it's like being the eldest daughter you know the ex- expectations it comes with and everything so have you ever struggled with um professionalism what am i saying perfectionism have you ever struggled with <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think I didn't recognize it honestly growing up that I was a perfectionist. I think it was until maybe a, two years ago, I was doing like one of those random quizzes on your Instagram page where you post something and you're like, hey guys, what do you think about me? And everyone was like picking like perfectionist, perfection. I'm like, a whole me. Like, you have a hundred adults to it. How I say I'm a perfectionist? And the more I thought about it, the more I just was like, okay, I think I I was so accustomed to certain things being my standard that I completely forgot that I I I completely did not see how unrealistic and how much I strived for things to be absolutely perfect. Like they had to be one way or the other. And which also tied into being a control freak and just having to be the person in charge and stuff like that. And yeah, while I didn't see it by myself, but people around me saw it. But once they did, it became easier to, um, you know, look at myself and be like, okay, I see where they're coming from. And yeah, that needs, that, that needs to, I need to let myself... Um, have grace and space to do things with the best of ability, but not with like making like unless I achieve this thing at this level, that's the only time that it is good enough, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Perfectionism is even me, I think I just I just screwed up the word. <laughs> yeah, but I understand. You know what, but when it comes to this topic, I'm not even really going to contribute a lot because I'm not the firstborn daughter, so I really don't know what it's like. And that's why I've been, I'm like, I'm just so excited, you know, to hear your own perspective and just hear what it's like. When I told my elder sister I was going to um, film on, like, just record on this topic, and she was like, oh my God, because <laughs> she just knows it's something she's going to relate to <laughs> because she was like, oh my God, it's not easy. Yeah. If you don't mind mind me asking, like, are you? You're, I I know you just said that you're not the first daughter. Do you also mm-hmm. have a male sibling? Like, where are you in the number? Okay, of so kids? so we are four, and I'm mm-hmm. the third one, and we're all girls. Uh, yeah. So you have two. You have two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have two elder sisters. Lucky me. I just have one younger sister, so yeah. Yeah. So I really don't have yeah. that pressure. So like. You know, on this like whole journey of being the first daughter and you know everything, like when did you decide that okay, you know what, I'm just going to put myself first now. I'm just going to take care of my own needs. Just you know, transitioning from being the mom of your siblings, even though you can never stop being their mom, you know, but just the transition from like being full time mom to your siblings to you know being a sister and just being yeah. yourself. Um. So, one one thing like to me generally like. I, it was never a choice. Like, I honestly, to some degree, 
I don't know how. I'm a very introspective person naturally, but somehow when it came to my dynamics with my siblings and the role that I was playing, I literally did not see it. I did not see myself like jokingly because I'm named after my grandma. They called me mommy at home. And mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. I grew up like, okay, I don't like it, but sure. And then eventually I got to the age, you know, when you're like late teens and stuff like that. And you're like, I don't, this is not my personality. I'm not mommy. I'm nobody's mommy. And then mm-hmm. I fought through it the whole time. But then later on, like the more, especially like over the past, what, five, seven years, like I've seen my my siblings sort of, embody my children in the way that ah it's not even yeah mommy anymore it's like it's mm. just mamo like mm. i have a younger brother who calls me mamo as in mama mm. mommy mm. i'm like double <laughs> double so yeah mm. so it became something that like because that had always been the dynamic it really was so easy to go 20 plus years just accepting that role and just being like that is normal until we were put in my my siblings and I had to live um, apart from our family for a few years and we became like our little own network and as soon as that happened I like the mommy in me like really came out you know like full on as if I just sat and gave birth to these children like everything I felt responsible for partly because a being the oldest being the woman in the household and being the one that has lived apart from family made me more aware of what it takes to be to do your house chores to maintain school do work as well as study and all of that stuff so it became my role to, you know, make sure everybody was work, like was on their path the way they're supposed to. Yeah. And because I was doing that, it just became like natural where you're just like a mom. Like, hey, Katash, the Saifi, I don't know if your people are Hausa people, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, everybody listens up in the morning. Yeah, have you woken up in the morning? Have you done your prayers or made sure your laundry's okay? What, what's your diet like? Stuff like mm-hmm. that. And the more I kept, like, it kept coming out more and more where it wasn't just like every stuff, but I started like foreseeing and actively planning big life decisions for them or being yeah. the one having to make those decisions because my parents will call and be like hey how are you and he's like okay yeah before i even answer they're like oh yeah what about the others and for, for the majority of time it became like i was like a i don't know like a checkpoint through to, to the younger siblings so yeah so we got to a point where literally i was carrying their entire lives onto my head like I was just focused on making sure everybody's um well-being is okay everybody's like um dreams and everything and and 
goals were on the line and like trying to factor in okay this my my this sibling of mine is good at this okay let's find activities or things that can develop their skills in this so that they can be good or if there's a fight in the family you're like okay i know how to translate it to my younger siblings but then also translate it to my parents so that they like nobody gets Mis- like the com- miscommunication gets less and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i did it for like nearly a year away with everything was just had to go through me and i started resenting them resenting them and it started manifesting in sort of me belittling like i know you're not going to do it i know you're just a child or i would just be complaining like every time i talk to them and it got to so we had this family meeting and my siblings like literally looked me in the eye and were like who asked you like honestly who asked you to do all the things that you think you're doing mm-hmm. for us if you don't we will sink or swim and it was the rudest mm-hmm. awakening and in all mm-hmm. honesty like i see where they're coming from but that was the moment that i realized that as much as yes i was not asked like nobody sat me down and be like oh yeah carry their wahala for your head i also yeah. realized that they didn't understand how the dynamic was even though they didn't have to ask but there was always an expectation both from them and from the parents that had to be like you have to manage everything if they are doing wrong if they are not doing good enough then you have to answer for it it is because you did not set a good enough example i think every every older sibling both male and female can be like carries that whole you need to set a good example you have to make sure you take care of them be there for them be the one that they can call and it, it's really it's really it does not it's not like things are done straight to your face that you're like ah uh-uh, why are you putting this on my head it's mm-hmm. just you get groomed into it slowly slowly where you're just like it becomes natural because who does not love their sibling who does not want to make their life better especially if you're the one that they naturally run towards like for you as the third bond if you if 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 something happens to you i'm sure your your older siblings even if you're not too close but there's a certain level that you can be like i can talk to yeah yeah mm-hmm. i can talk to both 100% of them. Oh, yeah there's that level of even if it's not i'm not going to tell them everything or anything but you know once something happens you have that person to back you up and not back you up in like just emotional hype and we're just like ah, i'm going to fight your battles no but back you up as in they actually have the tool set to support you in the way that you need either if it's if it's advice if it's financial if it's emotional if it's just the fact that hey i know because you're older you've gone through something similar or even the same exact thing and now tell me your wisdom and but for us as the older children it's your who who do you call who do you call exactly. after your parents your parents um as much as they love you but they were also in their youngest age of parenthood with you so they made the most mistake they were the most absent because your dad had to mostly like focus on 
building a family. Your mom was was going through motherhood for the first time and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. As much as you get all as so much love, I don't think there's any firstborn that does not get like a lot of love in the beginning mm-hmm. because it's just one child. But mm-hmm. the, the same amount of love that you get comes with the same amount of of responsibility right after the second child comes and gets more and more and more and more as the children come so it's 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 one of those things where you're just like okay um i don't think anybody does it consciously but what happens is just because we're not parenting especially in an african household um in a they at least in the in the Africa that we live, majority of parents are not as conscious about what their actions would lead to. In certain things, absolutely, they know exactly. I have to make sure you go to Islamia. I have to make mm-hmm. sure this, 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 this. But there are certain dynamics that slip under, and I think one of them is the burdens of being the first child, both male and female. That's Halima. Oh my God! Like what you just said now makes so much sense. Like parents, I think it, you can't even really blame them because it's what they've always known. You can, it's like it's just what they've always known. They just know that okay, this is this is this is it's like our generation now. Like we're just trying to be better and everything. And even even with us, there's still going to be so many mistakes. Like they have, and and you know the funny thing is that with them, like you know, there's this, I when I listen to people speak about you know generational trauma. It's like the our parents also have it, but they don't even know that they have it, and they pass it down to us. And we're now I don't want to, okay, like I think I can say woke. We're now woke enough to know that okay, this is a problem, and we need to fix it, and you know just do better, you know. And then also, um, when you were speaking about how you know your siblings just said, oh, like we didn't ask you, like obviously. Yes, okay, yes, you guys didn't ask me, but I put myself, I, I, I just have these expectations. And that's just leading to the next um, question I was about to ask you. Like, how are you able to manage the um, societal expectations on being the perfect child? Like, everybody keeps saying, oh, we didn't ask you, oh, we didn't, we, you didn't have to do it, oh, you, you should have, you know, and all those things. But then there's this expectation that doesn't only come from your parents and your siblings, it also comes from society as a whole. Everybody is just, you know, you're the first child. You're not supposed to do this. Like, how can you be the first child and be useless? Then what? Your remaining siblings, you get like, oh, your remaining siblings. What's going to happen to them? You understand? So, like, how are you able to manage the societal pressures and expectations? And you know, just be like, oh, I don't have to be perfect, or <laughs> or have we even passed that? I don't. Even, I don't even know what to even say. You understand? Like, how are you just able to manage it? Um, I think when it comes to societal expectations and everything. Um, one of the biggest things as a woman that you can do to break that is to disappoint people by not getting married at the time that they think you should get married. <laughs> I I am a Hausa girl um, from uh, Trapa Ariwa, and my parents are my parents' entire family still live within the Ariwa borders and everything, and. I decided that I didn't get, I, okay, I didn't decide, but the reality is I didn't get married till 29. And my when I tell you, I went from being everybody's hype girl to, ah, leave that one now. She, she, you know her, she know her, she's there for the wind. Simply because I did not settle. 
and that literally took it down well it's it's funny and like it is hilarious how one thing will basically change people's perspective about you but they were disappointed with my unwillingness to settle for what they think was good enough when i knew that i deserved better than what they wanted so <clears throat> that in itself sort of the longer i was single the longer i just was very comfortable in my own skin uh, let's see what well, yeah it became a thing so again like i said because we traveled a lot we only were in nigeria with our community of the like the people that could actually judge us because when you're abroad and everybody does not know you like who the heck cares mm-hmm. like 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 unless you murder your neighbor <laughs> you come back to the same, same neighborhood that's the only type people focus mm-hmm. like other than that you know do you like unless you're a menace so it was never a thing so every time i was not in nigeria the idea of even being anything to make to make anybody happy except for my parents and the household was just not something like for me growing up i only the mm-hmm. only people that i cared about their opinion of me was my mom and my dad and like literally even my stepmom was like my paddy paddy like i love you like mm-hmm. you're, you're chill boy mm-hmm. whatever i do you still love me anyhow anyhow so i don't mm-hmm. count it too much and she's an amazing woman she's still one of my favorite people in the world but it was just the way we grew up so the only real opinion of me that mattered to me was my parents but growing up like i said the movie traveled the choices i was the the course that i wanted to study like my my dad wanted me to be a doctor i tried so hard be a doctor hey mm-hmm. yo i even got into medical school i just was like i'm not studying two years of arabic just to mm-hmm. go do another six years before i even do the ah! i did the match and i was like no and yeah. somehow, somehow i don't know what juju he allowed the no so that mm-hmm. that in itself even though i tried my best ultimately he was just like i'm just let it go and then later on coming back to Nigeria and like okay how are we going to do this blah 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 we're going to do YX so that you try and get a Nigerian mm. university and be 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 we went through all of that you know, I did not collect my YX results so after I did my undergrad spent <laughs> one year relaxing and then the year wow. I was supposed to start my masters that's when I went to collect my 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 YX <laughs> So I finished that. That in itself was another disappointment because they're like, ah, we, spin it. So we finished doing all of that and she didn't know what to do with it. Then I went to do my undergrad and around the same thing, like choosing the course that I, because I studied mass comm and journalism yeah. for my undergrad. And my dad was like, no, get something more proactive, something that is more stable and whatnot, whatnot. And I was just, and somehow in the end, I was just like, let's just try it for a year. If after a year you're still not convinced, I'll go back and study econ and whatnot. Mm. Hey, the thing, the raving, even though it was not what he wanted, he was grumpy about it for a little bit. But just after he saw me, that first year results came. He was in contact yeah. with my teachers, my deans, and everything, and they were like, "Yo, your daughter, she is, she is something like." 
and everything. I think that gave him the confidence. So literally, the more experiences I had, the more comfortable I became in myself, the more it became like as much as people expect or even and sometimes people's expectation is out of genuine love and care for you Mm -hmm. it's just that they have a very limited perception of who you are or how you navigate the world so even their expectation is not what's good for you what they want for you is not what's good for you it's not good enough I think good enough is the right word it's not that it's not good it's just not good enough um so yeah so in those the more I kept going through those expect those life experiences um my friends and people that were my age group my cousins all of them having experiences of of let's say long-term partners and starting Mm -hmm. work earlier than I did or even Mm -hmm. starting their post-grad um what's it called earlier than I did or getting married, having children, the more life kept happening and my path was my path. And I just was like, as much as I tried to do all of what they're doing, it did not happen to me at the time that it is happening for all of them. So Mm -hmm. as I, and all of that just gave me more just somehow, you know, when, when you really realize how human you are that literally I plan and I do as much as I can but in the end my efforts come bear fruit only when Allah allows it when God allows it you sort of are like okay they expect I want but in the end only like we can only do the best of our abilities and focusing on what hasn't happened or what is not going to happen for you is just is just wasting your time and that's I think how I sort of got out of it where I was just like my life is happening the way it's supposed to be the way it's supposed to be they can expect as much as they want they can want what they want from me but mm-hmm. in the end it does not do anything it's just wishful thinking it's just yeah. desire so mm-hmm. why am I stressing over it like even me to focusing on certain things like ideally like Unless it's, you can focus on like the bigger themes of I want to be, I want to be the best version of myself. But for you mm-hmm. to even focus on what that means, like you don't even know who you are <laughs> at the end of your life. So how do you know what is good for you at that, that, that when you're there? You're like, growing, like, you're growing, you're evolving. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're growing, you're evolving. So you don't absolutely know what is good for you all you know is yeah Allah when I'm at the at the end of my life wherever wherever I am whatever the journey was like may it be what brought out the best in me and I was able to be to to honor everything that you put in my path and I think if you start thinking about it that way expectations and people and even your desires become less of a burden and you're just like I am human so I will desire things but me desiring them does not mean doesn't have weight you know so I'm just going to allow myself it's a phase one minute you want you want something the next minute you've completely forgotten about hey did I ever even wanted it (laughs) well so so um how does one deal with, you know, like just the stress and the constant responsibility, you know, to take care of others 
like as firstborns like the firstborn ladies and guys that are listening to this now how do they deal with it especially for the ones that it's not that they they don't have a choice in the matter they have to do this in all honesty you have to, there comes a point i think expect okay when you're younger when when let's say everybody in the household is in their early to mid 20s you still think you still have this idea of like okay they still need help and they still need navigation but one thing i think the same way parents have to recognize that their children are individuals is the same way we as the older ones also have to understand that as much as we care for them and want want the best things for our siblings in the end they are their own people they will make their own mistakes they have to learn certain things for themselves and us enabling them because sometimes me because you're an elder sibling you keep like okay you're doing your assignment okay you're doing it wrong or something i'm saying oh yeah bring it let me come and do it let the person a little bit chop chop fire once you know let the consequences hit of their actions or let them learn a little bit like not out of hate but out of you understand that in doing so your siblings will also gain the knowledge the skills and the independence that you have as the older person so doing it is an act of love and you're there still watching and guiding you won't let them like do something that's going to ruin their life but you're going to allow them to make mistakes that they can learn from and i think that's one of that's something that i have been trying to learn and i have been trying to do because it's honestly it's honestly impossible for us to to go back to to not caring or prioritizing ourselves in that way it's just being very clear as to why am i doing this is me doing this actually good for myself and good for my sibling that i'm sort of now parenting as well so you have to have boundaries of um, boundaries but the boundaries have to be not just about oh, I'm focusing on me and my worries and everything no I have calculated that doing so is what's best for me and my loved ones it's what's good for me and my parents as well because when you put those boundaries again you allow the, your your siblings to also have a parental relationship with their with their parents because sometimes we substitute for them which is not fair because later on you become the mom and the dad and while they're still alive and they're like hey i don't even know mom i don't even know mom makes jokes or something because you're mm-hmm. the ones doing it you're the ones teaching them major life skills like i know so many people that susike like they're the ones that have like sex talk with their with their siblings or or mm-hmm. even career path Uh, career path um, advices and stuff like that like those are formative experiences that you having you being able to know that your parent was the one that taught you and guide you those things gives you a certain level of respect of their opinion and their knowledge later on because if late if you grow up and you're just like my parents never taught me nothing like how how would they feel how would their relationship to your younger siblings be like so you also have to factor in hey i love you uh, my sibling i love you my parent and i love myself and that's why i'm going to put these 
boundaries that allows all three parties to flourish. Like, I want everybody to do well. That's why I'm going Mm -hmm. to take a step back. No, wash my hands off. Like, I think people go zero to 100. Ah, no, I'm not doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, no, everything's going to fall apart. Like, give them adjustment time. Give them, give people time. But, like, take a step back. Don't wash your hands off, you know? Mm. Or be there, but you don't have to be the center of everything. You don't have to be the one that they, like, hey, I'm in trouble. Um, what is it? Okay, okay. You know what? I think mom knows what to do. Call her. She can mm-hmm. Like, talk to mom. It's like, oh, yeah, I think, oh, yeah, go to Baba. Oh, can you ask can you ask him for that money or something? You know, he does not listen. I'm like the same way I had to learn how to speak their language, how to make them understand things in the way in the way that they would hear and understand. It's the same skill that you have to have. Exactly, because I can imagine my elder sister saying she's going to just, you know, go from uh, from zero to like from hundred to zero. It's not possible. I'm not going to allow it. I won't allow it. <laughs> And not just and not just you, but you, also your parents, because your parents are right now at a comfortable where they're like, ah, your elder sister can sort out things now. Mm-hmm. If she, if your elder sister didn't complain or bring things to their notice, then it's not that bad. But then it's like, so that means when you need something, when you when it's an emergency for you, they will not hear you as the person. It has to go through someone else. Has to be your voice. Like, mm-hmm. even for you as a person, does that sound okay as their child? Like, it has to go through somebody for them to take it seriously. You know, it's, it's, we're robbing each other off of, off of the genuine connections that we can form with one another. So, um, has your expectations of being the firstborn daughter reshaped your view on parenthood? Omo, hey. <laughs> Let, for everyone listening, everyone listening, hmm? Your first child, for every responsibility, every time you're like, ah, this person can can talk to their siblings, just know the only thing you can do that's right is for every responsibility you give them, try to give them the freedom or 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 what's it called? Yeah, the freedom to 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 also be like, since I'm taking care of everyone, I also have the right and the the capabilities to make decisions for myself because often what parents do is you are old enough eh, to take care of your Mm -hmm. siblings to manage them but you're not old enough to think for yourself to make decisions about your own life and everything i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm raising your children (laughs) i'm raising your children you're here asking Mm -hmm. me have i brushed my mouth (laughs) what is this have i prayed I'm like, was I not the one that congregated all the children to come and pray together? Excuse me? Yeah, so I think that is, that is something that I definitely, that I definitely want to carry. I also want to carry the fact that you are a child first. More than my, my, more than the older sibling, you are a child first. So you get to have your own childhood. I think it's so, it's so sad that it almost feels like a luxury for the older child to be childish, you know, not childlike, mm-hmm. childish mm-hmm. is something else, but to be mm-hmm. playful and everything. But because you're always like thinking 10 step ahead and you're planning and consistently like you, you become this, this 
worry worry like this this hard ass this this ah, if unless it's serious mm. business like you don't mm. see your your it's very hard for you to find older siblings that literally are have allowed their life to be playful especially with their biological family like later on when you grow up you might do it with your with your spouses and your children but then that's when you're like eh, i did not know my sister plays like that or i did not know she had she can drink or stuff like mm-hmm. that because you guys have become such a point of responsibility that the person is not allowed just to be free and playful so if you're a younger sibling i would say play with your older one man just sit there and just be like hey i saw something that's funny trigger them to laugh even when they're kind of scolding you but you know it's not real scolding like prolong it so that you guys play let them relax and stuff like that that's very very important and yeah and and just reminding the child that hey i see that i see what you do i see how much you have to take a step back for your siblings like i know you have to be an image of what a good child it is so talk to them affirm them hey i know you're doing well i i know i know your sibling you're trying with them and they're still not doing it okay i know you did okay so you also go and do it it's okay i can take care of it those kind of things like verbal affirmation that acknowledges that even when it's small it's not really small because often you have to refocus your eyes for your siblings for your family so just acknowledging telling my child that hey i see you you can have fun today i don't want you to worry about anybody you know taking them out and just be like today is whatever you want kind of days those kind of things would really make sense you know and be like hey well done today i know you helped this person with this thing well done today you know i know i didn't have to do it because i t- could trust you to do it well done mm-hmm. but next time if you if you have something else that you want to do tell me and we can see how you can do what you want to do but your sibling also gets the help and assistance that they need you know okay so like you um can you give advice to firstborn daughters also you know on societal pressure um i think firstborn daughters the main thing that you have to realize more than anything is you're not a parent yet it's not you're not the parent you are there to show them what they're capable of by being authentically yourself if you try to parent them in the end there will be nothing they will, it's the same way how parents that give that make parenting their identity later on after the the children grow up and they become adults the parents are like confused as in what do i do with the rest of my life is the same thing that happens to us as older siblings especially older girls who are taught to nurture like you are mm-hmm. taught to wake up earlier than everyone to make sure you know how to cook and clean while the rest of them can only do maybe 15% of what you can do mm-hmm. yes fatima i'm dragging you as well <laughs> yeah so you're just sitting there you're like uh uh-uh. Yeah, so I think for sometimes, especially now in my life, what I'm doing is like I'll wake up one day and I'll actively choose nothing. My body is not paining me. I don't have anything to do. 
I, I know I'm just not going to participate as everybody's mm-hmm. helper today. And mm-hmm. I'll gently either rock, lock myself in my room or walk myself out of the house if I can. And I'll just let them be. Ah, where are you? No, no, no. Oh, I'm out. Uh, are you coming back? You know, I'm, I know. You know what? Ask somebody else. Mm-hmm. Let them. Like sometimes, let them. Let them. Let them be put in situations that they have to grow up as well. And and also like be comfortable. Be, be comfortable with the fact that I can't help. Sometimes I think we take it so much. Like if I don't do it, nobody. It's not going to get done. Me, 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 me. Let it go. Let them go. And be okay with it because it is necessary for them to learn those things as well. You can shield them now, but eventually those things will still come up. And, you know, do it with love, I would say, um, and recognize that they need to, God, like as much as it is, I think for most older daughters, there's an element of I love you so much. I want to do it for you. I want to be there for you. And my parents taught me that this is the best way to show love and whatnot and you're like but if I don't do it am I not loving them and it's just like love languages where there's so many ways to show love as long as you genuinely are doing it out of care sometimes not engaging is also a good thing sometimes taking care of yourself is also a good thing sometimes being like hey I am hurting especially like when things are wrong or you've done something for your sibling or the household and you're not being acknowledged for. And it's just sometimes it's just okay to sit down and be like, listen, guys, eh, me to add a thing. Oh, yeah, come and hug me as well. Eh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, literally, like, so who's going to wipe my tear today? Like, I know oh, who's going to tell me I did good? Because you don't get all of those validations on it and you have to do it for yourself. And it becomes this echo chamber where it's just your own voice and you're like, am I really good enough? Am I really this enough? And sometimes, like, you just have to sit like with your siblings and be like, hey, today, shower me with love. Take me out. You know, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And the more conversations you make with, you have with them about genuinely how you feel and the things that you do for them. It's very hard like, even for my siblings to adjust, because initially they were like, you're always making it seem like you're the only one doing doing this, 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 this. I'm like, no, we both do, but I am able to appreciate you and take it as a, a point of gratitude, like you did something special by taking care of me, by being nice to me. You guys don't even register the things that I do for you, and that's not fair to me either. So if you're going through your life, like every now and then, turn around and be like, hey, this person is this sweet older person of mine that's very annoying because sometimes they don't know how to laugh or they're like too serious or too busy. And you're just like, you know what? Today they did. Remember that that time I was really struggling. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, this morning you called me and and I was I was not in a good mood, but just talking to you sort of put things into perspective. Thank you. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. having those moments. Yeah. And being able to also talk to your siblings and point it out at them that, hey, it's it's not easy. Like I'm human, too, and I need you to do it. And like even my younger sister right now, 
just this just this afternoon I called her and we were talking and I was just like I'm just tired man he's like I know you do so much it's okay I don't <laughs> like the fact that I can't <laughs> I can't talk to you at any time because yeah she's used to like if I'm available I'm there to talk and then now mm-hmm. my life is so I'm juggling way too many things so I don't have time mm-hmm. to talk to her. she's like I'm not happy that I can't talk to you but I'm just like but I know you're doing so much so I'm sending you love and stuff like that and I'm like thank you thank you you know I nudged and pointed out and did all of those things enough that we went from being uncomfortable about me forcing them to see what I contributed to now like them naturally being like yeah yeah mommy does do these things and mm-hmm. today you know like literally my younger sister today was like she can't wait to be, to make money she can't wait to be rich so that she can take me out on world trips because yeah mommy is awesome and i'm just sitting there you know what i'm like yes i am yes better recognize it i deserve it i just know when the money comes i'm chopping yeah you have to chop it because you're the second parent so you deserve you deserve do you know that reminds me i promised I I promised my sister I said you should not worry when 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 I'm very very rich I'm going to buy her the latest phone I just remember that because I I I misplaced her phone one time so like what you're saying is so true like I think even as younger siblings we need to try as much as we can to do better because my sister is all the way in America and sometimes I call her by like 5 a.m. and she's like do you know what the time is exactly and and you know with all love and everything and she'll she'll entertain you she'll try her best to be there for you but every mm-hmm. now and then like when you're going to call her at those random hours like it, there was a time where they didn't even factor in time difference because um mm-hmm. here in australia is like 14 now wait no it's nine sorry 14 is us mm-hmm. um it's mm-hmm. nine to ten hours ahead of nigeria so i'm just like people will be calling me at two in the morning i'm like <laughs> I am a student and a full-time employee. Are you drinking something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need sleep. But people will be calling me at random hours. And then they'll be calling to be like, yo, so how is the other person? I was trying to talk to them, but I did not know what the wahala was going on there. Can you tell God. me I'm like, go and talk to that person straight. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh my god, like, like yeah. it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot it for you guys. Is. But, it, but it it's, it's, it's also so stressful and rewarding at mm-hmm. the same time, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I think uh, we just have to, I think every younger siblings have to stop taking for granted what their, mm-hmm. their older siblings do for them. And older siblings have to stop making it their responsibility to do everything for everyone all the time. I think that's where the balance is, where it's like, I will try my best, but at the same time, also, my life has to be lived, but I will do it in a way that does not cause you problems. Just because I'm living my own life does not mean that you should struggle because I'm negligent about you also, you know? So find a balance where you live your life, but still care for those that are, that you want in your life. Okay, Hadima, we've come to the end of this episode. Yeah, and I am so happy I had you on this. You know, I when I DM'd you, I was actually scared. 
and then you responded and i was like oh you know because i asked in the email i was like oh my god can she remember your handle like i i was just trying to remember you and then she sent me your page i think i sent her your pic yeah and i, I sent you a message and i was i was just like oh my god subhanallah i hope she responds but i'm really glad you did and i'm so so happy that i I'm able to like co-host this episode too. I could, I can't, I can't even think of a more perfect fit for this episode. And it's so nice that, yeah, it's so nice that we're having this conversation because I'm sure a lot of firstborn girls will be like, "You see me, you see me, and you hear me." Yeah, and it was yeah. Like even even a few days ago, I was having the same conversation, a similar conversation about being the first daughter, and I'm sure I'm not sure if you saw it on my Instagram where. It was like a reel about firstborn daughters wanting partners whose love languages are acts of service. And for for me, that was 100% true. So as soon as I saw it, I was like, hey, that's me. But is it like all firstborn daughters? Are we all just attracted to guys who like to do housework? <laughs> exactly. And I posted the question on, on Instagram and a few people responded and we started analyzing about like how both gender, um, your your rank in birth, like are you the first child, the middle child or the last born, what's it called, all of that, how that factors into your love language. And it made absolute sense where majority of firstborn daughters mm-hmm. want guys who like to serve, guys who just like oh, I know, I, ca- I think of other people's needs and do it. It's because we're so busy focusing on everybody else's needs. It's just so nice to have somebody else who will be like, hey, I know that you are about to have your period in like a month, in, in like mm-hmm. oh, a month, <laughs> but like in two mm-hmm. weeks or something, and your energy level is like here and there, and they're aware or like, oh my God, I saw something that I know will help her with her work or something. Okay, let me try and connect her. Like, because generally you're the one doing all of that for everybody else. It just feels so good not to have to come and either beg someone to do it for you or, or mm-hmm. you know, ask them or teach them how to love you or how to treat you. Right? When someone just naturally does that, like, most yeah. firstborn daughters are just like, yeah, like yes because half of the time i'm doing that for other people so it's nice to have someone who sees what you need sees how to serve you and does it without you having to push them or train them or even like nag them into it yeah 100% <laughs> okay thank you so so much for being here thank you so much for all the nice things you had to say this was for me this was a meaningful conversation and i hope you share the same you know the same yeah so okay anyway thank you so so much Halima it was nice having you it was a pleasure um just so you know I have um for your readers I have an ebook um actually it's a physical book but it's only available as an ebook for what to call Nigeria as of yet and Mm -hmm. one of the pieces that is written is for all the people that feel like they are doing giving so much of themselves to their families to their siblings so if you feel that way i promise you there is a piece in there that you're going to read and just be like okay she's literally reading my diary out loud okay so um you can send me the link to that and i'll add it to the um, yeah. notes for this episode and then you can have yeah. access to it thank you so so much yeah. all right okay, good night <laughs> all right bye, bye.